Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh well, big surprise. What's up? You need tea? Oh, will you make me some tea, baby? Thank you. Spiced apple. Oh, Thank you. nice. Oh. Very uh, autumnal. <laughs> Autumnal? It is. It's summer, though. I know. It's very Halloween. Spice <laughs> It is. Yeah, they always have it in Marks and Spencers, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are you drinking, Taurus? Today, I am drinking a Pucka 3 Ginger. Nice. It is nice. What about you? What are you drinking, Ryan? Uh, Jaren is making me a Marks and Spencers Spiced Apple. Tea. Oh, you're super fancy. You've got a waiter. <laughs> Here's my waiter. Opa. Very nice. You wish you had a waiter? Yeah, where's my waiter? I'll send him over to you. Will you? Yeah, so what, what time do you think he'll be here? <laughs> tea boy. Chop, 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 tea boy. Tea boy. He doesn't mind. Sharon loves being tea boy. Yeah. Um, what about your me time? I am just doing a L'Oreal Dream Lengths hair mask. Mm-hmm. I really like that Dream Lengths range. It's really good. What about you? What are you doing? Oh. Hello. Oh, thank you. Hey, you're movies. I'm massaging my boobs with right. coconut oil. You are <laughs> not watching me. I am because <laughs> I've got sunburn still. Well, I was not expecting that. Does you're the pervert watching me? Your waiter is watching. I'm in the same room as you. <laughs> Have some manners. Did you get burnt again? Some restraint, like in the. <laughs> or else I'm going to charge you three thousand dollars. You're going to charge you three thousand dollars over watching the circle. You're enticing me to touch them, not the circle, the. Oh, too hot to handle. No, this is like five hundred dollars. To look. <laughs> He's are well into it now. You need to pay to look now. Not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> that was the wrong answer, Jaren. Looks nice. Wrong answer. Where's my tea, tea boy? Thank you. <laughs> yes, I got burnt again. Oh. I think it's like my chest didn't burn. It just went tan. But like the soft part of my boobies that, you know, the soft part that never sees the sun. Yeah. Like where there's like little stretch marks and stuff. They're very soft. We all got them. But like we all have them. But like it, it got really burnt. Like Ooh. really burnt. Like May I ask it's... why they were exposed? <laughs> well, I was just wearing a really deep V cut uh, bikini. Ah, gotcha. But like usually I wear like a ban- bandana, bandura, bando. Bikini. Oh yeah, like this the strip. But this time I was wearing one strap, so it was a V cut. Oh. So it, like that part of my chest, but like you, my tits, never see the sun. Put so you don't put you don't put sun cream on your body then. I did have some on, not a lot. Okay, I would. But also when you're in and out of the water, whenever whenever you're in and out of the water, mm. it just like ru- it runs off, and I don't know. As well you don't have when you sweat over there, no. No. Okay. Boots have come out with a new sun cream that lasts for eight hours. It's really wow. cool. I know. I'm very excited to use it, but the weather doesn't really need it over here. Don't need <laughs> it. <laughs> I just really want to go somewhere to test out this sun cream. I'm like so oh, excited. Eight hours. Really just block in your vitamin D. It's going to be like all like vitamin D deficient. Probably. I'm actually taking supplements for it at the minute. For vitamin D? Yeah. Why? It's another bit of me time. Just because we don't get it. You just don't, yeah. And then like with with quarantine, you don't really go, well with COVID, you don't really go outside much. You either. don't. And it's not like. So you don't see much sun. I was seeing much sun before either. Yeah. But. I'm telling you, I think like the sun 
it really does make you feel better your it lifts your mood yeah it really does like because we had a really cold winter and now that the winter it's not even a winter it's just fucking cold there's like no snow or anything but it's just really cold and then after that like and the sun it's just like i'm just like I just have so much more energy. I just, yeah. I'm happier. My endorphins are higher. Yeah, I, I know like, when I took the vitamin D, I, my mood uh-huh. improved. Yeah. It definitely did yeah. when I took it consistently. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a substitute for the real thing, but. Let's move to Spain. Let's do it and live off tapas. <laughs> Is that not like the dream? <laughs> the dream. That's not enough food for me. I need more. I know, but you just Buffet keep ordering it. Just keep, just keep it coming. Like Sarah and I used to do, you just keep keep ordering. What was I going to say? Okay, should we just start? I don't. I still don't have my tea. Can you hear it boiling? This is unacceptable. Jaren. Tea boy. He filled the kettle up to the very, very top. Oh, what is that? What is that? What about those people who think that when you fill the kettle up to the top, it boils faster? What is that all about? Do people think that? Yeah. You don't even blame me. It's obviously slower. I remember... Do you remember... Oh. I'll bleep this out because okay. it work. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was convinced that, like, no, Maria, you have to fill it up to the top. And I was like, it's no, like, it's like a conspiracy more. theorist. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like an old wives' tale. Like, that is how scientifically, how could that be correct? Well. Oh, Jaren's saying that also if there's steam inside, it'll help. Same logic, so it's heating itself. Yeah, but it's just less volume, so it it's less time. Is that your washing machine's done? No, that's the kettle. It's very loud and demanding. The kettle beeps? Yeah. That and then, like, sometimes... Bizarre. If it falls below, like, a certain temperature, like, if you just let it boil and then you don't use it, uh-huh. and then if it falls below, like, 70, it beeps again to, like, no let you No way to remind worst. you. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's pretty funky. Yeah, so there, I've got my tea The now. other thing about boiling the kettle is then you feel like you have to use all that water. So for your next cup of tea, mm. you'll like boil mm-hmm. the kettle again. But like tea, it's like you shouldn't re-boil the water because that kills off the oxygen and apparently that affects the tea. I learned that. This is a tea podcast. So just, I only ever put in enough for like one or two cups. I don't know, some I people are really it. stupid. People really, some people really do think that you fill it up to the top. Because Ain't nobody got time for that. I, I remember a was just like no because that's the way a kettle works best ah that's no 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 boiling water is boiling water <laughs> i know <laughs> how can it be best it's like you're not using it properly unless it's full like you're breaking I, it or that something. is so bonkers to me okay so should we just start let's, let's do this tea. bitching about pork <laughs> not helping okay. the environment yeah fuck off <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, harsh, harsh. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the Hound of Hanslow. Hanslow. Where is Hanslow? Well, it's not in Ireland and it's not in England. Oh, wait, it is in England. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. So, Hound of Hanslow, Hanslow, what does that make you think of? Well, a dog, a hound. Uh huh. But I'm assuming it's a person. Yes. But why would they call him a hound? Because he hounded it's sort of, people? It's sort of like referencing another famous person or a famous movie. Movie? It's not like Sherlock Holmes. Oh, like the Hound of Baskerville? No. 
Not like the headless huntsman, no. The hound is a dog. Yes. It's another dog. Scooby Doo. <laughs> a dog, a dog. Give me another hint. Give me another clue. You want another clue? Yeah, please. Oh, let's see. It's so hard without giving it away. Is it a famous movie? Very famous. Got Oscars. What? Yeah. About a dog? No, it's not about a dog. Oh, it's about oh, a guy. Oh. It's about a man who made a lot of money. It's not enough. It's in America. But he's an Englishman. No, the movie's in America. Set in America. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know either. I, we could be here for another hour. Let's uh, never do... What's that game together? Pictionary? We're good at movies. Okay, I'll tell you who's in it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Hound of Haslow. Think, what movie it's is he in? It's hardly Gatsby. Hound of Haslow is, is referencing Wolf of Wall movie. Street. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> so... They've called this guy the Hound of Hanslow. Okay, doesn't have the same ring to it as Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> guys, but okay. <laughs> okay. Good try, good try. Hound is just such like an old school word. It is, right? Yeah, that's why I was thinking oldie worldy. you see. I was trying mm. to think of movies like old set in olden days. Okay. He's called the... Hound of Hanzo, what do you think is going to happen? Well, this is where it makes things tricky because I haven't actually seen Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, for God's <laughs> I sake. I feel like you should have made me do some homework before we said, <laughs> before we recorded this. You know, Henry Zabowski is in it. Henry Zabowski. From last podcast. Oh my God, I did not know He's that. I want to watch it immediately. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I feel like, because I've seen little snippets of it, so I might have seen him in it i've seen yeah i've just seen snippets like dad's obsessed with it like he's always watching little snippets of it it's a total man movie well like you see i tried to watch it one time i just wasn't in the mood it was like Mm. he was doing cocaine on top Mm -hmm. of a sex worker and i was like what Mm -hmm. am i watching (laughs) and this is the main character and i'm supposed to get on board with this and I yeah. didn't like seeing Leo being that type of a person. I was like, not you, Leo, no. You know he is probably closer to that than don't any other one of his movies. even. Don't you dare. <laughs> I love him. I don't, I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood for it. And I think it's a long movie. So I was like, oh, I can't sit through this. Yeah, it's like, I think it's nearly three hours long. Yeah, I was like, it's, if, if it's going to be like this the whole way through, I was like, not today. I do think it's like unnecessarily long because there is a lot of partying in it see that's what I'm not up for I don't want to see some rich white guy denigrate women I was just like no no thanks yeah yeah, pass don't need to see Um, this obviously shit goes down and I hope he gets his comeuppance like in the end and whatnot I'm sure he does but Mm. I just couldn't wait around for it I was like I'll give it another go some other day so I expecting that this fella mm-hmm. is gonna rip a load of people off oh and be super sneaky oh do you think is he trading as well is this guy trading yes so we're in that world yeah we're like stock market world yeah oh so many doors Ooh, that was a big bang lavender Saro was just an ordinary working class guy people who knew him described him as having a bit of a gob on him. He was quick-witted, but temperamental. In school, he had a gift for multiplication and arithmetic, as well as being fast-thinking. He's smart. Yes. 
Right. Got some smarts. Like too many boys, Nav was well into computer games and he dedicated a lot of time and a lot of focus on games like Halo and FIFA. Halo, I can understand a little bit. FIFA, do not understand that. Yeah, Jaren plays it like every Friday he plays it with his friends. Stop it. Yeah. I wish yeah. you hadn't told me that. Why? I used to respect Jaren. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. It's prob- It's obviously because I just don't really get the whole football hype. It's just. I don't like games where it's the same thing over and over. Uh-huh. You know, I want to be getting on to that next level, fighting a different boss or, you know, like yeah. different scenery, different narrative. Yeah. I just, you're kicking Also, like a, a lot of the, yeah, the video games have like a end, like a goal. Yeah, whereas football just goes on and on forever, up and down yeah. the pitch, up and down, up and down. But Can apparently this new FIFA, the players are based off the real life players. I can know, so they, they get all into it, all the yeah. fantasy teams. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was into it because it's bloody everywhere and it's so massive like over here, but I just can't get into it. What, video? What, FIFA playing? No. I'm no, not, I'm just football in it. general. In the UK oh, it football. is a big... It's almost like a religion. It's like a commonality that like everyone can talk about, but me. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, <laughs> Man United, yay. <laughs> That's, yeah. I've actually been to see, to see Man United. It was okay. They lost. Oh. Raging. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It's a good atmosphere, I guess, when you're there. But I had no clue what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get back to this guy, Nav. Oh, gosh. So we're still on the Halo and FIFA thing. Um... He was able to sit for hours and hours at a time and he would like focus and practice one task on these games over and over and over again until he had it perfected. Wow. Psycho. So (laughs) That's a little bit. (laughs) After graduating from university, he's in his early to mid-twenties, he applies for a job advertised in the Evening Standard newspaper and it read... Wanted future traders must work well under pressure. Okay. So do you think this is a good firm or not? Um, it's not a great ad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, but he didn't pick up on that, I guess, even though he's smart. I don't know. I'm guessing because of his background, um, he probably didn't have like a golden handshake with like Merrill Lynch or JP Morgan, like a lot of people do, like they leave university. Gotcha. And they're just like their dad or like their brother. Oh yeah. They're just all like, you know, rubbing shoulders, as they say. Is that what they say? Is it rubbing elbows? <laughs> rubbing shoulders? <laughs> this is a new COVID thing. Rubbing elbows. Maybe it is rubbing elbows. I think you might be right. No, rubbing shoulders. Rubbing elbows. Rubbing shoulders? I, I see I always do this and then I never google the thing <laughs> it's like google's right in front of me <laughs> what do we like do we like rubbing elbows I like rubbing elbows but I don't think that's what it is scratching backs <laughs> anyway so so this was not like a big fancy trading firm it was like this was a like a startup almost it was in its infancy it was this shabby office and I'm pretty sure it was like above a carpet store that's that's when you turn on your heels and you walk away 
Yeah, but I mean, like, he's just, like, you know, a very working class. He wants to get his foot in the door. Yeah, but get the experience anyway possible sort of thing. So, uh, and it's 45 minutes outside of London. Like, it's not even, like, near the the big market players. It's not Yeah, really like the, the hub where all that yeah, like, you would like think they're would not... be going on. <laughs> they can only afford the rent outside. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, they're not going to the same bars as these people and whining and dining and, yeah. you know, like, swapping stories no, and CDs and... <laughs> Rubbing shoulders. So although it was not connected with the big stock market players, it's it was still on the world's uh, commodities exchange. Like it was still plugged into everything else. It, you know, it just wasn't yeah glitz glitzy glamours. So after a few years at this Futex firm, Navinder had became this like mysterious lone wolf or lone hound, um. as he went on to be called. Uh, he couldn't stand the loud excitement, like atmosphere in the office, like people talking about what they were purchasing and bidding and trading and selling. And Do you stuff ever like this see here. it in those movies where it's like complete, like mania? Yes, it's on, like, like chaos. I, I, I've never understood how they get work done like that. <laughs> and then I always yeah. think, okay, this is television. Is this yeah. hyped up? Or no, is it based sure you on watch some the kind news of news and it's like that? It's madness. Wolf of Wall Street is like that. Yeah. I tell you, I could not work like that. No. I'm I'm a bit of a Navinder myself. <laughs> I'm gonna regret saying that I'm never <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Um I agree. You can see why they always end up doing Coke and stuff like Yeah, because cause it's just you have to be so on and so like alert to like how do you focus amongst that chaos so um he couldn't stand that atmosphere so he grabs a desk like he gets his own desk and it's completely isolated from everyone else Mm -hmm. and this is in like 2002 three something like early 2000s and so he like buys himself a pair of noise cancellation headphones and they did not exist back then. It was like hard to get. Sorry, what year are we in? We're like early 2000s. Okay. The um, So he ended up buying ear defenders, what construction road workers use to like break concrete. You know those big earmuff things? Wow. I'm so down for that. <laughs> I, I would love one of those. Yeah, so he buys Maybe then I could sleep through your man downstairs. So he buys these so he doesn't have to listen to everybody talking. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I mean, like he's, so, he's focused. And this is just like, you know, when he was playing Halo and FIFA. Like, you know, he just wants 100% concentration. Yeah. He wants to, like, be perfect at it and he doesn't want distraction. Yeah. But, like, all of the guys in the office, they're just like, oh, my God, this guy, he's, like, killing it on the stock market. Wow. Like, he just places big, big trades and he, it pays off and he's making pulling in so much money like wow so he was trading on this financial platform which tracks the S&P 500 which is I believe an average of the top 500 US stock market companies okay so because he is constantly rating the S&P 500 Navinder is like able to develop like a sixth sense Mm -hmm. an ability to determine and predict and feel whether the market is about to go up or down all based on the orders that are entering and 
like leaving the market. Mm-hmm. He's one with. He's like Neo. He's like one with the S and P five hundred. Wow. Um, and everybody's like obsessed with him at work. They can't believe how amazing he is. A few years later, in two thousand and eight, uh-uh. and we know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> we know what happened in two thousand and eight. <laughs> he is in his late twenties, and he has saved over the past few years working at this little shitty firm. He has made two million USD to himself. Wow. Just over the past few years, just doing stocks and trading. And, you know, obviously he does it. It's a hedge fund type place and he does it for other people. But he's like doing it for himself as well. He's invested too. Yeah. So he decides to leave his job during the 2008 financial crash. Like we remember the 2008 crash. It was crazy. Like the financial systems were in danger and like institutions were like closing and being like uh, absorbed into other like institutions mm-hmm. and banks and stuff and but do you remember how the institutions and banks were able to keep going? Ooh, I don't. You don't remember? I don't remember. On the banks, what happened? What happened? Well, I know it was to do with the mortgages was a big part, mm-hmm. but I can't remember how we recovered. Is it just inflation? Is that just what happens after? After well, a the, crash. The government bailed them out. Right. So, yeah, the governments around the world used taxpayer money to step in and save the financial institutions. Yeah. And the thing is, is that... Well, we're still paying it back here in Ireland. Like... Yeah, from 2008, yeah. The taxes coming out of my paycheck are redonkulous. And I'm like, hey, I wasn't even here when it happened. <laughs> was a part of this. I didn't live here and I'm bloody helping you fix your shit. I don't even get free healthcare. And it don't, you won't even give me a free eye test. Mm-hmm. Can't see where I'm walking in your city. <laughs> <laughs> Bumping into things. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I can't God see. God love the NHS. So Nav could see this coming. He had already speculated that the market was just too low and the government is going to have to intervene so in 2008 he takes all of his money from Futex, the 2 million and he places it all, betting that the prices will rise again so he places this big trade on the Friday right, Friday he's like it's going to happen, then on Monday President George W. Bush announces that the government are going to put up $700 billion in taxpayer money to purchase these troubled assets. Wow. To help private corporations. I know. Cray cray. Boom. As soon as Bush makes this statement, the US prices increase by 19%. NAV goes from a position of 2 million USD to suddenly being worth 15 million USD. Yeah, in a weekend. So he's just come into a lot of money. Has he told people in his life about this? Like, Yeah, no, he has not. Oh, okay. So Navinder is like super, super down to earth and very working class. Very working class values. And one of the most endearing things about him is that he doesn't really spend money. He doesn't spend hardly any of the money that he made. He didn't buy a car. Even with the 15 or with the two? Even with the 15. He just like... Saved what? it. 
Yes. That's savings to the extreme. Wow. I know. you got to live a little bit. Wow. Get a new set of headphones. (laughs) 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 Upgrade. Live a little. He decided that he also decided he didn't want to tell his friends and family because like that he was a millionaire because like he didn't want to look like a show off. Okay. Like, he sounds like, like a he, nice person. I thought you were going to say because yeah. he didn't want to share. <laughs> he didn't want to share. He didn't want to look like a show off like because everybody in his life was like super like working class. Yeah. Like he, um, maybe probably he should people share then though. But I feel like I he wants to reinvest it. He wants to play with it. Like he's not done. Yeah, probably. And apparently he said he didn't want to be treated any differently. He didn't want, you know, people be nicer and fake to him. Or to be like asking Yeah, him once for you money. tell people you've got money, it does change things, yeah. It does. Yeah. And then you also become like if he's in like a poor area. Yeah. Like you become like a target for you getting would. mud. That's why I mm-hmm. never told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you were a millionaire. <laughs> I could just pretend to be a secret millionaire. How would you know? <laughs> don't tell anyone I'm a millionaire. Don't don't tell. Just don't tell. <laughs> he just let his millions grow and grow on on the trading platform and like saving some of it. And he continued to play football once a week. <laughs> <laughs> he could live. bloody buy a football team. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I think they cost a lot of money, don't they? I think so. He could buy a player. Is that a thing? No, I don't know. He could buy a human dress. (laughs) What are you talking about? No, I think that teams buy players, don't they? You have to be a captain of a team, a coach, an owner of a team. So yeah, he's like super normal guy. He's like in his weight. In like mid twenties now. Uh, his favorite at McDonald's is the fish, <laughs> filet fish. Shut up! Why do I need to know that? <laughs> and also, know. that's like one of the cheapest as well. <laughs> you can get them for like a like, euro. It's like a pound or yeah, something. Like a pound. Yeah. I've never had one. I've had one. Have okay, you? What's so it like? I work. I work with this guy every now and again. He'll come into work and he'll have like four filet fish. Oh, remember stop. that episode? in the office where they're cleaning out Michael's car and they're like how many filet of fish did you eat? <laughs> That's right. So I was like right I gotta try it I gotta try this filet of fish he likes it Michael Scott Michael Scott it. doesn't he Michael Scott just say I was particularly hungry <laughs> <laughs> It's actually pretty good you know what it's like it's like fish, fish finger, finger sandwich. sandwich yeah I knew you were gonna say that yeah. oh it's actually pretty good yeah yeah I don't Only know it's why got it's always freaked of me out I know it's cause Fish and McDonald's, it's so strange. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. And it's the only fish thing that they have. Yeah, it's just always like being stuck in a corner on its own and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Let's give it a go. Give it a go. Although I do wish it was with ketchup instead of mayonnaise. Because that's the way we used to have the fish finger sandwich. I know, I know, I used to love fish finger sandwiches. Did other people eat fish finger sandwiches? I think. Was it just us? I don't know. I haven't thought about them in years. I'm just trying to highlight how I like working class he yeah, is. Yeah, like, super down to earth. Super down to earth. He's not even going to Witherspoons. He's still going to McDonald's and he's got 15 million. And he's not even name. getting the fancy burger of the month. He's getting the standard <laughs> menu. Yeah. And he still lives with his parents. Oh, like, stop. Yeah. Free rent. Not that he needs it, but... I <laughs> <laughs> hope he's paying them exactly. something. Oh, Oh, fuck. He could pay off their mortgage. He could flipping. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he needs to do something for his pet. He needs to buy them a new house. Come on. Yeah, it's painful. This story's painful, Tres. 
Oh no. Okay. 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 So everything's oh, no, going well. Doesn't lose at all. So. <laughs> oh, he just needs to stop. So everything is going well oh. in Navinder's life, but a fly is added to the ointment. Oh no. Can we not just end now? End on the. He could like buy a McDonald's, or he could like filet fish highlight. Yeah. And McDonald's that only serves filet fish. Yeah. He needs to like settle down now. Nope. So all was going fine until these new traders entered the market, and these are called high-frequency trading robots. I've heard of that, but I don't know why I've heard of that. That's strange that you've heard of it. Well, you see, I have watched what is that movie with like it's got absolutely everybody in the movie. The Big Short. The Big Short, and it's about the crash. Yeah, I've you see. I've watched yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think I fully understood everything, but I picked yeah, up on some things. So, what are high frequency trading robots? Do you think you know what they are? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No. So, basically, these robots are like software that's installed on the computer. They've been programmed to execute trades like a human but at a much higher speed and frequency, mm-hmm. at a level humans will never achieve. So it's basically like milliseconds trading, like so yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. What they do is, if the market is going up and you want to buy a stock, say Trez wants to buy a stock in Apple, the bot will buy it first. And then just before you, they will sell it back to you at a small proportion higher. Mm-hmm. So the bot will make a very small profit. Mm-hmm. But th- the bot will do this like thousands of times in a second. Wow. So obviously the bigger and more financially backed corporations can afford to use these machines yeah. and to run these machines mm-hmm. and computers. Navinder is working and trading and selling from his bedroom in his parents house like he he doesn't have these machines mm-hmm. so i would love to say that nav was outraged at the inequality and unethicalness of these bots uh-huh. but really he was like frustrated that these bots were interfering with his profits okay. like he was still making money but because these bots had been introduced mm-hmm. he was making less money yeah in 2009 Nav decides that he is going to make his own robot. Oh my god, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Does it also make filet fish <laughs> <laughs> can do everything. So um, he is going to hit back at the high-frequency traders. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he buys a commercially available piece of software, mm-hmm. and then he like, modifies it he like cracks it and after a few months of trial and error nav was from his bedroom essentially manipulating the market wow which is illegal nav is easily making half a million dollars a day okay on one day he made four hundred thousand usd what the the very next day he made eight hundred thousand usd what yeah Meanwhile, he's doing this all in the bedroom of his parents' house that is worth 300,000 USD. Insane money. Wow. His parents haven't a clue. 
and they don't even know. There's like is a fucking... Joseph doing this in, in in the back of our parents' house? Oh, that'd be great. Let's break in and see. All this time I've been trading. It's <laughs> definitely not going to happen. That's not, not happening. So May 6th, 2010 is an extremely volatile day. The market shows a FOMO fear index, which is where the market is going up. And everybody's like, oh my God, like, look at Dow Jones. It's killing it. Like, I want to buy, 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 buy. So when there is a FOMO, it like shoots way up. Mm-hmm. and But usually then it will normalize and fall right back down. Mm-hmm. So that morning, the market spiked up by 30%, which is usually followed by a sharp fall. So for Navinder, he knew that this was time. At half past nine in the morning, Navinder starts to use his machines and starts pumping in lots of orders into this falling market. So what he's doing is he is artificially keeping the market high. So he didn't let it fall. Yeah. And the robots don't understand. Mm -hmm. He's basically tricking Mm -hmm. the high frequency robots into... Keeping it high by, mm-hmm. like, upping the price. Yeah, they're going to still keep buying it they're... if it's high. Yeah. So by the afternoon, he's placed $200 million worth of orders. Wow. $200 million he's playing with. That's crazy. That's like companies. It's massive. From his bedroom. But see, these orders are really more like, I promise to buy. Like, they are setting up. Like, sort of like a reserve. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. going to buy this order, Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like, I promise to buy it. Keep it for me. But then, what Navinder was doing, he was cancelling these orders. But that stock has been artificially inflated. Yeah. So, at 1.40pm, that's in America, and then at 7pm in London, Nav decides to just switch off his computer. He turns it off. He made $950,000 in just a few hours. Wow. Then at one forty one in America, one minute later, the market crashes at a velocity never before recorded or since, which comes to be known as the flash crash. The flash crash wiped out a trillion dollars off the value of American companies in five minutes. And then it bounced right back. Whenever he turned off his computer... All of those orders were cancelled. Yeah. Jeez. And it just like crashed. If you go on YouTube, you can see how fast Dow Jones, the Dow Jones platform, just crashed. It just went straight down over five minutes. And then it like went back up to like a normal route. And they're like, what the fuck was that? A trillion dollars has gone by this little guy in Hanslow. <laughs> over the next couple of months... The American authorities thoroughly examined what happened that day, like what the fuck happened. It crashed so fast and so far, trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, A few months later, a a report was produced discussing what happened. Not once did this substantial, like a hundred page report mention market manipulation, nor was Navinder mentioned. He was like... Yeah, like I've never heard of this guy. He was in the BBC News. Okay. Unaware that the US was actually investigating anything. Nav was just like going about his like normal life and continuing to like use his machine and continuing to rake in profits. So Navinder is continuing to order and cancel lots and lots and lots of orders. And people in America at the exchange that he is trading on 
they notice. Okay. What? Yeah. I, you can't keep this up for long. Yeah. And at one point, while ordering and cancelling orders, he gets an email from the exchange asking him to explain what he's at. Mm-hmm. And he replies to this exchange person, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> But Nav's fall would be actually from his own kind, not from the authorities, not from the exchange, not from like a computer. It was another trader just like Nav. A trader who was working in a small firm in Chicago was testing his own software on the exchange and he noticed these big blocks of orders entering and leaving the market. And he was just like, hey, like... I know what you're doing. I can see what you're doing. He blows the whistle. An underdog is taken down by another underdog. Yeah. I was thinking that there's got to be more out there Mm -hmm. like him. Oh, yeah. Eventually, the information arrives at the sea. It arrives at the authorities. When they broke everything down, they find that on the day of the flash crash, Nav would replace these orders together, modify those orders several, sometimes thousands of times, and then cancel them and not gain hit with like with the money. So US prosecutors argue that Navinder Saro was engaged in illegal trading. This is known as spoofing the market. Mm-hmm. So next up for poor Nav is the Department of Justice. In February 2015, an arrest warrant for Nav is signed. A short while later, one morning, half a dozen police officers two prosecutors from the U.S. Justice Department and two agents from the FBI are having a meeting at Nav's McDonald's. Oh, my God. Where he buys his filet fish Oh, my God. It is a mile from Nav's house and they discuss the best method for arresting this criminal mastermind. So, at the crack of dawn, they knock on Nav's parents' house door. Nav is... Upstairs in his childhood bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) His poor parents are going to have the shock of their life. Yeah. Oh, God. So the the dad answers the door and calls Nav down. The dad is confused as fuck and the neighbours are watching from behind their curtains. Hearing out, what's going on? Who are these people? What has Nav done? And cuffs are slapped on Nav. Oh God! But he turns. <laughs> so he turns to the officers, and he says, "Dude, I need to run upstairs. There is a football match on that I want to record." Are you being serious? That's what he says. And is the officer guy, says, "What? Is Nav? Is Nav on on the spectrum in any way?" Yes, he is. Okay, that because comes, because yeah. that it's like he's not fully grasping. Oh, what is you know, it's like yeah. he's got his own priorities. That it just struck me as somebody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. The, yeah. The so football. like later he gets diagnosed. Later he gets yeah because I mean his brain is so brilliant. Yes. It, it does make you think that that. That that could be, yeah, that's that's the answer. But I mean, the police would be so taken aback by that, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> like, they <would> just—they <laughs> think that they're like going to like track down this criminal mastermind, and it's just this like late twenties kid who's like, yeah. Oh, I also got the sense earlier when you said like he didn't like interacting with people, and he like put his headphones on. I also got the sense that either he was like an yeah. introvert, 
or he was mm-hmm. somewhere on the spectrum in that he didn't really like human interactions. This just didn't yeah. do it for him, you know? He just yeah. didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So the officer says to him, I don't think you're going to be home to watch that for a while, son. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And this was true. Nav spent the next four months in jail. Wow. Just like waiting for a trial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the trading community, like the solo traders and stuff like that, Nav was a hit. In particular, people liked him. Like him. You know, like small day traders. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, he's like fucking Robin Hood. Like, That's a great story, yeah. Isn't it? Going up against these big firms yeah. with all their money and rubbing their shoulders and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> was it like, was it a game to him? Was this just another game? Yes. That comes into, in the trial, I didn't really include it too much, but in the trial they were saying that for him it wasn't really about the money. Yeah, because he's not doing anything with it. He, he wasn't greedy. He didn't need, he's, like yeah. he didn't. Yeah, he wasn't greedy. He didn't spend it. He yeah. wasn't buying. It wasn't materialistic. Yeah. It was like the game. It was like Halo and FIFA where, and he was good at maths. He was yeah. good at al- al- algebra and stuff, arithmetic. Like, it was perfect for him. Mm-hmm. It was a computer game with numbers mm-hmm. that he could predict and he could manipulate. And get a buzz whenever he, mm-hmm. he wins. It's a bit like gambling, you know, a slot machine. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that worked. And, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. giving him a buzz. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah. So the media ate this story up. It was on American TV. It was on British TV. Not that I remember seeing it. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. Uh, and they're talking about how if he's found innocent, he's going to be like a superstar trader. Um, and they're just like saying like, this guy could change everything. Mm-hmm. But the prosecutors, they like threw the book at him. We have 22 criminal counts against you. Wow. And you could be going to prison in America for 380 years. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Okay bit much yeah i wasn't actually expecting that i mean like, yeah. nobody fucking died it was like apple lost some money boohoo and the u.s authorities froze all of his assets which i don't understand they can control the money of a british person like not in america yeah. in england Lavender is like what the fuck and he like loses his temper in the court and he stood up at the dock and like started screaming at the courtroom like how did this happen i am being punished for being good at my job oh so the judge in the uk was like he set bail at five million pounds which he could afford. Easy. Takes it out of his pocket. <laughs> there you go. But he failed to post the bill. What do you mean? Mm. So, Nav's lawyers are running around trying to find money. Uh, where does his money go? Where did his money go? Nav has invested it with various different advisors over the past few years. Okay. And suddenly, these advisors just stopped answering his calls. Okay. Were these legitimate? Mm. Slowly but surely, it became painfully clear that the money that Nav had set aside, all the hard work, the profits that he's made over the years, is gone. Ah, stop. Mm -hmm. How can you be so brilliant, but then also so naive? (laughs) That is exactly what other people were saying. They were like, he, when it came to just people, 
he was very naive. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad, isn't it? He just I doesn't know. have that skill set yeah. to know when, when someone's yeah. pulling the wool over his eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Nav was a phenomenal reader of the stock, but not of people. Of people, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so sad. Anyone that promised Nav a good rate of return or risk-free returns, investments, he was like, sure, I'll put it in there. No. These investors just said, oh, I lost it, lost it all. I'm sure you don't even know if they did or not. Probably could be lying. What? Oh, God, okay. I know. So in the end, the judge had to lower his bail because they were like, look, he doesn't actually have this money. And his parents have to put up the value of their house. Stop it. I know. No. Mm -hmm. And he gets let out. So the US judge decides that he should be extradited to the US to stand trial. Nav's lawyer, who actually used to work as a prosecutor at the Department of Justice, instead he flies to Washington and he speaks to the prosecutors. Mm-hmm. He says that it wasn't really Nav that caused this flash crash. It was another big order, which was also purchased on the same day. Uh-huh. Navinder's lawyer, he says that this alleged flash crash happened because there was another giant sell order placed by a giant hedge fund on the same day at the around the same time. And this was a conclusion previously reached by the US regulator. But it seems like you don't want to finger your friends, but rather this little brown kid in England. Mm -hmm. Scapegoat. And his lawyer also argues that under extradition agreements with the US, the accused can only be extradited from England if what they are accused of is a crime under English law. And there is no crime of spoofing in England. No way. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, so the lawyer, Nav's lawyer, he says, yeah, sure, you, you could go to trial, but there is a risk that you could lose. Navinder is a very vulnerable guy. He's just been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Uh-huh. And, you know, the jury may feel sorry for him. I mean, like he's an underdog who went up against computers. Oh, yeah. So... The US authorities, they make a deal. And the deal is that Nav has to plead guilty to causing the flash crash, which is like ridiculous because there was another firm that was also doing the same as him. So Nav agrees. Yes, fine, I'll plead guilty. Like he did technically spoof the market and he wasn't meant to do that. Mm -hmm. But by the time it comes to sentencing the US, they've changed their mind on him because he turns out to be helpful. And this is when it goes Wolf of Wall Street... DiCaprio to <laughs> catch me if you can, DiCaprio. I love it. Yeah, so he ends up working with the US authorities and showing them holes and loopholes and wow. how. Yeah. This guy's so cool. I don't think he still works for them. I think it was like a one off to get him off. Also, they were like, like you said, Nav is not greedy. Yeah, it wasn't malicious, even though. Yeah, it, it, uh, it wasn't right. Like, I knew yeah. that from the start. I was like, this isn't, yeah, but... Plus, he's lost all of his money. Oh, <laughs> God. So the US is like, okay, he's had enough punishment, you know? Mm-hmm. He has lost money. His family have lost money. God, yeah. It's just been like, just what a bad turnout. But he's been helpful to them. So they let him off with time served. Okay. So the judge in the end, he sentences Nav 
to a year of house arrest. Okay. Some people mentioned that, uh, dude, this is where he caused the flash crash. I was just going to say, <laughs> it, don't think that would bother him too much. I know. <laughs> He's happy enough in his room. Yeah. This <laughs> is where he, he invented a computer to like play with the robots. Yeah. Like, wow. And just like before, Nav is with his impeccable timing in 2008 and 2010. He went, it started house arrest just as England started to go into quarantine lockdown. Wait a minute. At the pandemic, he gets That's sentenced. That's how long it took? Mm-hmm. He got to- sentenced in March 2020. He has to do house arrest. And then there was like, and then bam, it was the quarantine. Lockdown. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's just weird because he did it in 2010. It took yes. 10 over 10 years yes it took forever that's mad what's he at now do we know can we find out so according to the documentary i watched today he is penniless ah i hate that word what an old-timey word (laughs) penniless but in another article i read it stated that in 2010 he set up a company in the caribbean (laughs) (laughs) oh stop yeah, he set up a company in the island of Nevis. Okay. It was in the movie The Laundromat. Don't think I've seen that. It's basically a way of laundering money through the through like these little Caribbean islands. I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he set up he sets up a company in the Caribbean and it's called Nav Saro Milking Markets Limited. Ah, stop. And it is assumed that the company has nothing to do with dairy. I think you just thought it was a cool name. Milking the markets. Is that maybe that's a term, is it? Milking the markets. Yeah. Like you're I know, milking but that them does, for money. Just because it's a a turn of phrase doesn't mean it makes a good business name. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. I don't think he's starting an Instagram page, Trez. I think he's just like He just needed to name it. This was his plan. This yeah. was his plan was to milk i know but he's putting his plan in his name (laughs) it's very on the nose very on the nose i like to think that he does have money saved i do like i know you would like to think yeah but i don't know so wow so this documentary was it bbc i watched a bloomberg documentary and then i read like two articles on the bbc okay and that is the hound of hanslow Wow. Very different in most cases that we do. Very different. Let's end it. Bye-bye. Aslano all you guys. See you in the next one. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.